With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And great to have your company. I hope you are enjoying this fabulous weather in Sydney town. It was gorgeous, uh, gorgeous this morning. I think still blue skies out there and up around 30 degrees. We're only in, what are we, the second uh, week of spring. Well, it feels like a balmy summer's day out there. And beaches, busy. My goodness, I went down the beach early this morning. Couldn't get a park. Could not find a place to park the car. And uh, it was almost late for work. Um, But thankfully, I wasn't. Hope you're enjoying your afternoon. I do digress, and I do apologise for that. I don't apologise. It's my show, isn't it? I'm allowed to talk with whatever I want. That's right. Is that right? (laughs) Mad Russian's with me in here. And uh, Cowboy Dan... What happened to him? He must have had a sleep in, did he? He's at the beach. He's at the beach? Yeah, he's he's taking up one of those car parks. Thanks, Cowboy. Do you know Cowboy's never surfed? Never surfed? Well, he lived in Melbourne for five years he's or never, so, I think. So he's never fished. He's never fished. Never held a fishing rod. Ooh, never out. surfed. We'll have to take him in. He's out. just started playing tennis, and he's only just realised there's a kitchen in his home. <laughs> True. Single-minded. He's one, he's one unique individual, Cowboy Dan, I tell you what. Anyway, it's good to have you here, um, Mad Russian, My filling pleasure. in. He's normally he's normally um, holding hands with lovely Sophie on the sofa. Um, that that's probably works, doesn't it? Sophie likes the sofa. And you're holding hands with me in here up until 3 o'clock. Uh, Scotty Bailey, a very good sports uh, journal. Well, you're not holding hands with me. You're over there. No, and you've it's all tied yourself in some serious knots there. Yes, yes. They're not, not, not tired. Um, Scotty Bailey uh, is on the line. Good afternoon, Scott. How are you, buddy? Hey, Chris, going well, mate, yourself? I'm good, I'm good. So, how have you spent your morning, pray tell? Uh, took the little one to the playground for a bit this morning, almost got blown away, then got chased by a with a spring class. So, uh, that's about as close <laughs> as I think we're getting to the beach at the moment, but Hang it's going on. well. What happened? Oh, we got the spring clear out, because obviously that's, oh, um, that's, yeah. that's the that's our version of the beach at the, the moment snake. at home. So, um, and it goes crazy yeah. on the back lawn, the snake, when you take the nozzle off, that one, yeah? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. So I uh, got chased around by her with that. And you can get some really good of those those good spray, high-powered spray guns too from Bunnings and other warehouses, uh, department stores, and you have a bit of fun with them. I like that. Your little one's how old? Two, is it? Uh, two, two. So probably can't get it with the high-powered one. No, you could adjust yeah, just adjust, adjust the pressure gauge a little bit for the two-year-olds. Righto, mate, let's talk some, uh, some serious stuff. Um, now, I'm not quite sure if, which way you look at this, it can be seen as quite refreshing that it's no longer a two-horse race. We won't have Melbourne and Penrith in the grand final. Or on the flip side, well, it's a bit disappointing that the two best teams after the regular season can't compete for the trophy. Mm. Yeah, I know I'm a, I'm a minority on this. I, I really dislike the fact that in this system that one upset in the first week of the finals means that you can't have the two best teams play off for the trophy. I mean... South arguably now one of the two best teams that for a year and a half and you know, all of this year it's been pretty clear that Melbourne and Penrith have been the two best sides so obviously South fans will disagree and probably Manly fans too I dare say because they won't have to meet one of them in the preliminary finals and Roosters for that matter but 
Uh, for a neutral, I would have thought, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit disappointing that we can't have a Melbourne v Penrith grand final, but I guess we just get it a week early now in, uh, in week three of the, of the finals. Yes, yeah. Um, and, you know, the other, the other school of thought, though, it, it does throw everything on its head, doesn't it? It throws the competition mm. right on its head. And, um, yeah, the commercial, the, 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 the bean counters at the NRL, I reckon they'd quite enjoy this, wouldn't they? They'd be, they'd be rubbing their hands with glee, I would have thought, because, as you say, um, we could well have a grand final pre the grand final as well. Um, mm. So a lot of hype, a lot of hype around that. Bennett and uh, and Cleary, um, they've had a bit of a war of words, if you like, um, after that match yesterday. Uh, wh- who's in the right? Who's in the wrong here? I, I haven't got a problem with Wayne Bennett going to the NRL um, if he sees something that he thinks might be. I don't know, out of the spirit of the game or even illegal. He didn't play it out in the media, but now it certainly is out there. I think it's one of the, one of the great stories of this year, to be honest. I think it's hilarious. Um, so so a really important bit of information on this and a bit of context is, my understanding is I think it was after State of Origin 2 last year, a similar complaint was made about the way New South Wales was setting their block plays. Mm. Um, and obviously Wayne Bennett was Queensland coach at the time, and uh, he was concerned that his players weren't able to put pressure on Nathan Cleary yeah. as the New South Wales halfback. And the message, from what I've been told, came down from you know, the NRL officials down to New South Wales Rugby League saying, no, no, you've got to change the way you, you do your kick blockers. It's illegal. You have to change your tactics. Yep. Uh, and sure enough, Christian Welch managed to do an absolute job on Nathan Cleary inside of Origin 3 last year. Queensland win the series. So then fast forward, what are we, 10 months later, a uh, similar thing happens in round 23. Uh, Nathan Cleary absolutely destroys South Sydney's back three. And the similar qu- question goes in from Bennett to the NRL for clarification yeah. on kick blockers. So Penrith knew straight away, as soon as that question was raised with them about their kick blockers and maybe a change of tactics, that it had come from Wayne Bennett because who else would it have come from? It's the exact same yeah. story 10 months later. And, and the fallout's just been, it's been spectacular. I, I don't have a problem with what Wayne Bennett did on Friday. I mean, of course, I don't have a problem. It made for a great story. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as Ivan Cleary said last night, you're not human if you're you know, a referee and you, and you aren't somewhat influenced by that and you don't notice or you're not paying more attention to kick blockers. Yeah. Uh, it, it was hard to view last night because because of the way the game was shot and obviously we're all stuck in Sydney, so we're not there. It was hard to actually see if, Ken, if Penrith's kick blockers were changing direction or were, were at all different to what they have been in previous weeks. Mm. Um but Ivan certainly made a point in the press conference that he thought that, um, that the referees had treated them a bit differently and were relaying different advice to what they normally do. And you know, my only insinuation that could be that um, that obviously they were wrong. Because so mm. it, it's a funny one. The other the other really interesting one from from what I've been told is Wayne made his comments on Friday and Penrith are very quick to be able to spot the exact same um, dare we call it questionable uh, kick-blocking tactics um, by South Sydney in that game in round 23. In fact, the first two first two sets of the game, apparently, from what I've been told, they were also questionable stuff from South Sydney. <laughs> it's, it's just a great storyline. Wayne, Wayne, says, Wayne says that he made the comments to the uh, NRL three weeks ago, is what he's saying. So, And he's saying, well, I haven't gone to the media, um, but now it's out in the media because Ivan has, has pretty much made it public. So um, I guess... Scott, you, I'm pointing my finger at you, <laughs> and I'm also in the media. Um, I guess we have some responsibility too, do we? Uh, putting a, adding pressure on the referees. 
Oh, look, maybe. But, you know, when we think about all the rugby league storylines and what we could be writing about and talking about... and Just doing dramas, your job. You're just doing a, your job. Well, that too. But, I mean, this is a pure rugby league storyline, right? Like, this isn't about off-field scandals. It's not even about players moving clubs. This is about tactics in the game. And yeah. it's what coaches endlessly complain that we don't talk enough about. So we are talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> so, so I actually think it's... Yeah, okay. Yeah, it probably does have some influence on the referees. But the whole situation... What the lesson this all is, is that it's very hard to play mind games with Wayne Bennett. Mm. Because, you know, Ivan probably did a good job at the other day. But, of course... Wayne walked in last night and he, he threw it right back at Ivan, didn't he? Yeah, and, I, and Ivan's right too, you know. Even if uh, it would be hard for the referees not to at least, you know, know that this is going on in the background and, and, and having a little bit of a look at those those kick blockers. I didn't pay close attention to it last night. I mean, it was played at a frantic pace. All I <laughs> will say is that Ivan, uh, that Nathan Cleary's kicking game was not as strong perhaps as it has been in recent weeks, and you're right. I mean, he absolutely terrorised Josh Mansour um, in that round 23 game. I think it, I think it might have been. But um, the other thing, too, <laughs> on the, on those block plays, too, I'm talking to Scotty Bailey, by the way, uh, rugby league journo. With the block plays, and this was pointed out last night after the Roosters narrowly escaped mm. with a victory over the Titans by the one point, in fact, it appears it was an illegal play. They had a couple of block players shielding Sam Walker. They did, yes. Uh, to the letter of the law, that looked to me like an illegal play. It'll be very interesting to see what we hear from Graham Annesley tomorrow mm. and whether the NRL uh, you know, admit that, or whether they say they got that one wrong. Because if you follow the letter of the law, that you can't build a wall that, that blocks players coming at a guy who's taking a shot at field goal. And... To my eye, that you know, that was certainly the case. The Roosters set two guys up there and and you know, denied the Titans a chance to put the right amount of kick pressure on Sam Walker. It, it was interesting in Justin Holbrook's press conference last night. He he alluded to the fact that you know, the Titans really didn't get the rub of the green in that game. But then, as he rightly pointed out, and this doesn't justify uh, decisions going against them, but as he rightly pointed out, if Patrick Herbert either commits to the line and goes or, or throws that pass a few seconds earlier than no one's talking about refereeing decisions. It is still on the Titans to win that game. I think there are a few dodgy decisions and not not Titans way or Roosters way. You know, I think there are a couple mm. of bad errors by the referee actually in that game, but I'm not one to bag referees. I never have and I, I won't go down that, that route. But just on that blocking um, incident, and, and for our listeners, you, you're probably, you know, you're a well-educated bunch, but this is the way it works. I, I wasn't aware, but you are allowed to have um, two blockers, but they have to be on either side of the ruck. So basically you can't have both block forwards standing on that open side shielding the kicker. Um, and that was brought in about three or four years ago, I think it was, that new rule. And I wasn't aware of that until um, – uh, Shane Flanagan actually pointed that out to me yesterday, that uh, that that is the new rule going forward. So just so you know that. And those block runners, they've got to be stationary um, or they yeah. can move forward. They yeah. can't change direction. Um, moving on. So mate. The, I was gonna Sorry. Say, yeah. Go for it. I was going to say, so yeah, the, the definition from the NRL uh, on the wall as far as we're talking about the field goal is if two or more players form a wall side by side next to the play, play the ball and don't allow the opportunity for a defending player to move t- directly towards the player in possession the referee will penalise for obstruction. And based on that interpretation alone, that to me would suggest that Roos's field goal should have been denied. But, you know, like we say, the Titans throw that last pass earlier. We're not talking about that.
All right, Sam Verrill's facing uh, one or two game suspension for a reckless uh, grade two, uh, or careless grade two, careless high tackle. Any word on whether whether they'll fight that? I'm sure they will. Not yet. It's it's actually an interesting one, I think, because do you find it if they if they accept the charge, it's only one week. Right. Do they back themselves to beat Manly without him? Because if they fight it and lose, or challenge the grading and lose. Uh, even challenging the grading would result in this. It'd be a two-week ban, mm. which means missing the preliminary final if they get that far. So it's kind of really a decision for, well, A, do they think they can beat it? And the way that process works is they'll, they'll consult their lawyer um, on that. And, and B, um, is it, you know, can they beat Manly without him? And therefore, do they want him there for the for the preliminary final? So it's a really tricky one for the Roosters and, and their legal team. I'm, I'm honestly not sure what while they'll go there. They've got until midday tomorrow to make that decision. Well, so, Lockie Lamb, they might the play, if they if they choose to not fight it and uh, take the one match, Lockie Lamb might play hooker and Sam Walker might get a start in the number seven. Moving ahead to today's game, mate, and uh, finally, because I know you've got other stuff to do uh, on a Sunday afternoon, um, more than just playing with sprinklers, um, the winner of this match, <laughs> the winner of this match, Parramatta and Newcastle, uh, they really have to climb Mount Everest, don't they, to make the grand final? They do, they do. It's a, yeah, I tell you, they're, they're, the winner of this match is the big loser out of last month's results. That's why I look at it. They, yeah, they face Penrith into Melbourne. I, I think Parramatta will be too good today. Um, I know they've struggled a bit, but their last start for the majority of their players uh, was that winning against Melbourne. So I think they'll be too good today. But geez, it's hard to see them getting past Penrith next week. Whoever wins it, and just quickly, a really, really important day for Brad Arthur, given um, you know the criticism and question marks around his future he's off contract next year and decide he's picked look I understand his decision not to play Ryan Madison because he wasn't in the team that beat Melbourne but um yeah if it goes wrong geez it could be a really tough uh, tricky offseason at Parramatta yeah it could it could indeed Scotty Bailey thanks for jumping on the line mate I always love chatting to you. you talk a lot of sense and uh, we might do it again next Sunday if that's okay with you Sounds great, mate. Pleasure, Chris. Great stuff. There he is uh, from uh, AAP uh, Rugby League journal, uh, Scotty Bailey. Uh, other than uh, writing about rugby league, in his spare time, he likes to play with sprinklers.